0: Today's scripture reading is from the second letter to Timothy, the second chapter, the 22nd to the 26th verse. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them. Repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our systematic study of Paul's second letter to his son in the ministry, Timothy, Timothy. The last time we looked at the 20th and the 21st verse of the second chapter, um, where we saw Paul continuing to deal with uh, false teachers, how to deal with false teachers. And, and he moves from a building with a foundation, and he goes internal, and he starts talking about the house, if you will, articles in the house. And he, In the 20th verse, it says, "...in a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes, and some are for common use." Paul is using a metaphor. Uh, that's what he's doing. And just like your house, my house, and I shared last time my, my mom's house, a vivid recollection. And as I thought about it, it's like, yes, there was a light in that china hutch. Uh, and, that, and it was one of my duties, in addition to outside duties, was to, uh, from time to time, pull all the dishes out, dust them off, uh, dust off the shelf, and then put them back in you see they didn't get used that much so you know it's you it was there was dishes set aside for special occasions for uh uh special occasions big deal stuff not the dishes and there's nothing wrong with uh, the other dishes that's what we use mostly you know the the stuff that kind of uh doesn't match you know it's just like okay it's a, a piece from a set here it's a piece from a set there and its utility, it's, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It holds its food, uh, but it, was, uh, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't for special or big occasions. It was just for everyday utility. Uh, so you're probably thinking, it's like, so why is Paul talking about this kind of stuff? Well, you know, he probably anticipates ours and Timothy's confusion, And so he breaks, he literally breaks down what he's uh, trying to say. He said, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. See, Paul is saying even in a house where where the foundation is solid, inside there's varying degrees of utility of articles in there either there there you know I mean be it be it, he could have used clothing for that matter but he used dishes but 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 for the, some clothes you put on it's like oh why'd you get all dressed up Did something special going on I got an interview I've got I'm, I'm doing this I'm doing that you you there are certain things that warrant uh, a different behavior and what separates stuff Really nice stuff in some occasions, you know, corral Weller, you know, even if it matches, it's just not fine china. It's just, it's just different. Uh, what separates really nice stuff from uh, everyday stuff is being separated, or what he said, is cleansed from the corrupting influences of what he calls godless chatter from false teachers like Philetus and Hymenaeus. As he wrote in, the first, in his first uh, letter to the church at Corinth, in dealing with uh, false che- teachers, as I shared before, I share now. Bad company corrects good character. Bad company corrects good character. You hang around certain folks long enough, they start to rub off on you. You know, if you, you, you hang around with that, that, that posse. I'll never forget, I, I, I believe I shared before. I was, just, as I said, he was my friend. We were in kindergarten. Uh, but uh, my friend, at the time, was headed in a different direction than, than uh, my father intended for me. Uh, And he said, you can no longer be friends with Terry. Remember up to this day. He was my friend. And he said, that boy's not your friend anymore. I was like, well, why? He's my friend. You heard what I said. Don't hang around him. He was going a different direction. My father saw where he was going, and he's like, no, we're going to separate this right here, right now. You're in kindergarten. I don't have time, nor do you have the capacity to understand why I'm doing this. Stop playing with him. That's that, and that's, so, so the consequence, my dad was intentional, so I valued my life. If I didn't do it, you know, you wouldn't have known me. So I, I honored and did what my dad said. And because of his intentionality, because of our intentionality, uh, Paul says that we will be especially used. We will be made holy, we will be useful, and we will be prepared. So I left you all uh, last week, and uh, again, as a reminder today, how are we preparing ourselves? How are we preparing ourselves? How are we preparing? I mean, each and every one of us need to ask and answer that. How are, there, there's, there's no neutral position in, in life and especially in Christ. You can't just say, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the car in neutral. If there's any kind of slope to, your, to, to the street, you're going to roll backwards or you're going to roll forward. So, so so what are we doing to prepare ourselves? Are we, are we preparing to be that, that, that special dish, the fine china, if you will? Are we just, Tupperware's okay. You know, nothing wrong with Tupperware. Is that what you want? Is that, is that what you want from your kids in life? You know, every, 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 every parent who's got a son or a daughter in sports. Now, I don't want you behaving like Tupperware. You know it and I know it. You just, no, 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 uh uh-uh. uh. You know, and I know my son in law, he'll say, Drop and give me 20 right now. It's just like, No, uh uh-uh. uh. No, 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 no Tupperware allowed. I can just see Tupperware with a red, red circle on the slash through it. No Tupperware. Unfortunately, we often go through our spiritual journey. Tupperware is good it's okay. You know, my, my spiritual dishes, if you will, they're kind of mismatched, but hey, you know, it, you know, I could put a burger on top of it. He wants fine china. He wants, he wants that elevated you, whatever you are. But you, you know, it's just like no matter how much I work out, I'll never, I'll never be as gifted as Maurice and, and when it comes to athletics. See, but, but God has gifted me in different ways. So it's not a matter of, well, I got I to gotta be this, I got to be that, and then, you know, it's, it's like we're all, it's like, no, whatever that high calling, whatever that high calling that God has for you in your life, that's what God wants. Don't worry about what the high calling is in my life. You know, I got enough to deal with. See, I want to encourage you. I want to I I help you along your spiritual journey, but ultimately each and every one of us have, have to uh, uh, determine in our own selves what is it I want, in terms of my spiritual growth, and it won't, uh, as it's already been shared, it won't just happen me just sitting back passively with my arms folded and said, I hope, I wish, maybe. It's not gonna happen. You gotta be intentional. So today we pick up at the 22nd verse where we read, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It's interesting, uh, as I was studying, uh, both words translated here, flee and pursue, uh, for you English majors, again, are in the present active imperative. Present, active, imperative. What does that mean? Right now, you ought to know. Flee. Keep fleeing. Flee like your life depends on it. Pursue. Pursue and keep pursuing. Pursue like your life depends on it. Present, active, imperative. Uh, it's really important. So, what are the evil desires of youth? Well, <laughs> as I keep saying, uh, I won't look in the skeletons in your closet. you don't look at the Tyrannosaurus Rex in mine, okay It just just you know we we just we just leave it at that uh We might be tempted to say thankfully to what I'm about ready to say, I don't believe Paul has in mind the sensual pleasures that youth tend to uh pursue without without bound without with with abandon and without bound it, it's it's but before you say, wow, dodged dodge a the bullet there. Uh, no, uh, and for that matter, it's, it, it may not be our youth. It could be our present, you know, for a lot of folk. You know, there's a lot of folks still behaving youthfully, and they're 50 years old. You know, it's just like 18-year-old behavior wrapped up in a, in, a, in a mature body, if you will. But what Paul seems to be saying is not so much the fleeing of sensual actions of youthful immaturity, but those characteristics and behaviors that you and I both know are associated with youthful thinking. When you think about youthful thinking, what do you think about? When you think about youthful thinking, what do you think about? Self-centeredness. It's all about the me, okay? Uh, uh, self-importance. I'm, <laughs> do you know who I am? You, you, you don't know who I am, obviously. Let me, let me show you my resume do you have no idea who you're talking to? We would never be so crass as to say that, but we, 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 we've gotten good at letting folks know where we stand in the pecking order of life. Uh, intolerance. You see, this is how youth behaves. They're self-centered, they're self-important, they're intolerant, they, 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 it's all about me. So if we look at the text, we can see that Paul is actually, we don't even have to guess at what he's, he's trying to say. All we have to do is look at the text. He says, flee, keep fleeing, flee like it's really important, the evil desires of your youth, and with equal zeal, pursue. What am I going to pursue? The things that I'm telling you not to do. Uh, the, the, the antithetical things to, that I don't want you to do. What are the things I want you to pursue? Faith, righteousness, faith. Love, peace. So whatever the opposite of those things are, that's what Paul was saying, avoid. And now he's saying, follow hard after these things. Uh, just like I shared before, uh, the treasury department. Again, the, the, the just a, a dogged focus on what the genuine is. If I know what the genuine is, then I don't have to worry about the phony. I don't have to worry about the, uh, 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 the, the, the fake dollar bills. If, if, if I know what the real is, then I have the, the genuine all taken care of. Um, as I'm telling you to flee, I want you to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Um, I shared before, I shared earlier, I share again. Our relationship, our walk with Christ is not static. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible commands us to choose. The Bible is filled with choose. You decide. Well, I think I'm going to just kind of sit back and think about it. No, no, no. You sitting back and thinking about it, you've made a choice. You've already made a choice. You, you've decided that, no, not today. No, not, not, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to commit to this. I'm not going to give, give my all. Uh, you know, I'm going to hold back a little bit. And every now and then, God just opens up the window, uh, 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 un- pulls back the curtain, if you will, uh, and again just comes to mind Ananias and Sapphira said they sold property and I, they brought it to the to the disciples to the apostles and said here's the money is that all of it yes that's all of it die you lied man that's pretty harsh I you know I tell a little white one every now and then myself you know it's just like <laughs> is, is that God is just letting you know this 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 is how I deal with sin. I don't like it. Just because I don't I don't drop us dead, thank you, Lord. But because I don't drop you dead uh, right here, right now for something that you do, you have done. Don't think that I've i i I just kind of looked the other way and it's like, oh, that's just Mark. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. You decide. You pick. You have to choose. See, we have a void in our souls, a spiritual void in our souls that cries out and really demands it's going to be filled with something. It's going to be whatever whatever you whatever void in your life. You're that spiritual void. We're going to fill it with something. We're going to fill it with relationships. We're going to be it God or otherwise. We're we're going to we're going to because that's that's how God wired us. We have a need, a desire to be in community. We have a need and desire to be loved. We have a need and desire to be, it just just be a part of something bigger than ourselves. See, that's why we, too often we, we go from, from relationship to relationship trying to, trying to fill that. It's like there's something in me. I just want to be loved. And so we go from dysfunction to dysfunction or from job to job. Or from house, well, this house is, it is not making me happy. I need a bigger house. I need a different house. I need a different, I just, I don't know what's going on in my life. See, it's, 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 it's that spiritual void that's in each and every one of us. The guy says, you could try everything, you could do anything, but you'll never be satisfied unless and until you fill it with me. Amen. So the only question is, with what? And so Paul, he doesn't miss a beat. That's, uh, I, I love this. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Can I get more plain? Uh, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must, must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Run after righteousness, faith, love, and peace and don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Why? Because they cause arguments. They cause arguments. There are certain conversations or discussions you need to avoid. Period. There are just certain conversations and discussions you need to vo- avoid. So long as you're not the problem, then that's, 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 that's a big if. We need to all cross that. Uh, so long as we're not the problem, if it isn't a teaching situation or an opportunity to evangelize, Paul says, don't have anything to do with it. Walk away from it. Don't. That's why, more often than not, when I get that certain doorbell ring or door knock, I don't answer it. See, you guys are better than I am. You'll go there and you'll answer it and you'll chop it up and do it. It's like, I don't have time. I don't have time. You're not going to convince me. I'm not going to convince you. We need to just move on. I don't, I, I'm literally, I'm shaking the dust from my feet. Uh, uh, it's not, see, the purpose is not about learning, but it's about coercion. I want to I either trick you or convince you that I'm right and you're wrong. See, that's why he said in the 15th, 15th verse of the same chapter, that's why you need to study. So you don't become bamboozled by someone said, well, you know, the, the world really is flat. Really? man, for all this time, I thought it was round. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that's, what we're, that's if, we're, if we're caught off guard, if we're not deep in our study, that's what'll happen to each and every one of us. See, we need to know the difference between a thoughtful discussion and inquiry and a useless argument, a debate over issues that cause confusion. It doesn't, it doesn't build up. It just tears down. You're arguing about, again, how many angels can dance on the head of a pen. I really don't care. But what about being a faithful witness? You know, I thought that's what we're called to be. We're supposed to be faithful witnesses, defenders of the gospel. Well, Paul had uh, you and that statement in mind when he wrote in the 25th verse, opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. Who are the opponents? Hmm. Well, the word translated opponents um, suggests that Paul is talking about those that are indifferent or ignorant about the gospel, and we'll see more about that in the third chapter where paul tells timothy uh have nothing to do with certain people but what he's talking about here are folks that are either indifferent or ignorant it's like you know as as as, as the fella said in the in the movie uh, hoodlum if you don't know you don't know you know if you don't know you don't know and there are certain times when we engage with people they genuinely don't know they, they just don't know, or they've been taught something that's in error, but they're willing to receive uh, a conversation, an in-depth discussion. Uh, that's who Paul seems to be talking about here. Those that are either indifferent, ah, oh, you know, I really haven't thought much about Christ, you know, haven't, haven't thought much about, well, are you interested? Oh, okay, give it your best shot. The, those are the people we want to go after. Those are the people we want to engage, folks that are open, that are receptive to a gospel message, not those that said, oh, okay, you got that? Okay, well, let me come at you with mine. Okay, that's all you got? Okay, let me come at yours. And you're going back and where is this going? Nowhere. All you're going to end up in in doing is arguing, quarreling. So I'm closing. Paul's twofold purpose, you, you look right here. Paul's twofold purpose for gently, carefully instructing those that just don't know or don't care, is one, repentance. That's based on a knowledge of the truth. Not an emotional response to the truth. Not an emotional response, but a response that's based on knowledge. Gently instructed. Repentance that is based on a knowledge of the truth. And two, with this knowledge, they become aware of their situation and escape not just economic, social, relational uh, situations. But look what it says here. The trap of the devil. That they, they escape from the trap of the devil. What about him? He has taken them captive to do his will. Sixth chapter of Ephesians talks about the armor of God and reminds us that the things that you've got going on in your life, the things that, see, it, 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 it's like the movie Matrix. Again, with Neo and all that good stuff. It, it's like, you think that battles, or you think it's the supervisor on your job. Or you think it's the spouse. Or you think it's the, the job itself. Or you think it's whatever it is, fill in the blank. But there's a spiritual war going on. And so when, in those times when I, 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 and I, and I, and I thank God for my wife, that those times when I put my foot in my mouth, that, 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 that she says, I know it's not him. It was him. He did put his foot in his mouth. He's kind of that way. He's given that way. But but, but, but but it's the evil one that would use him in that situation to allow me to react in a way that would not honor God. See, we have to understand that the, the level of conflict that's going on, it's not flesh and blood. It's not me and you. It's the evil one that's trying to kill, steal, and to destroy. See, Paul reminds us that the barrier that prevents repentance is a lack of knowledge and the evil one. That's it. Why does, you know, I've been I've been preaching to so-and-so. I've been talking to so-and-so. I've been sharing with so-and-so. What's, what's, what's the problem? You got two choices. Either they don't get it or it's the evil one that's got them. They don't get it or the evil one has got them. Uh, the only that will only over, be overcome, how? By gentle. Let me repeat. Mm-hmm. Gentle. Go for the trifecta. Gentle. Instruction. A lot of times we, uh, we approach our, our, our God-given, Christ-following responsibilities with uh, the zeal of uh, a, middle-aged, a middle-aged crusade. I'm going to present the gospel to you and if you don't if you don't get it I'm going to kill you. At least at least with my mouth or uh or with my gentle gentle instruction. Now I'm only talking about those that are either ignorant or just they don't know or they've been bamboozled. I'm not talking about those that are going to go at you and be combative. Paul has already said Just ignore those folks. Stay away from them. I'm talking about those on your job that look at you and they're just probably jonesing. It's like, wow, why are you so peaceful? Why do you have so much joy? I wish you would say something to me and share that with me. Uh, They may never say anything, but they're waiting for you. They're waiting for me to share the gospel with them. Uh, You have what they need, whether they know it or not. So what is it, is we shut it down, what is it we can take away from what Paul is saying uh, here? Uh, just three things. Flee, avoid, and instruct. That's what we're called to do. Flee, avoid, and instruct. There are some people you don't need to hang around. Conversely, there are certain people you do need to hang around. See, you, you flee from one group and you go to another group. Then there are some people you need to uh, avoid. Then there are some people that you need to instruct. See, but the trick is, the, the, the art is matching the action with the person because one size doesn't fit all approaches, well, I'm just going to hold up. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, me and my family. We're going to just hunker down in our cul-de-sac, and we're not going to go anywhere. We're not going to do anything. Uh, we're not going inter- to interact with the community. We're just going to sit down and wait for Jesus to come. That is just the opposite of what Christ has called us to do. I want you in the marketplace. I want you to be salt and light. I want you to interact and impact all of them. I want you to be part of that PTA. I want you to be. I want you to be in that public school. Because if you're not, if you're not the change agent, who is? I understand. I know what you say. Well, you know, it's like, you know, hey, but this is my, this is me. This is mine. This is, I understand that. I, I do understand that. But ultimately, as it was shared earlier, we have to have enough faith to believe, Lord, if you send me out uh, to Timbuktu, you've got me. Because it was you who sent me. And if you sent me, if it's, if it's on a one-way mission, so be it. If I perish, I perish, I, I promise I am done, I was, I, I love PBS, I, I, I do, I love PBS, and they have, a, they had a show, uh, can't even think of the guy's name, but it was a travel show, and this guy, for those of you who have ever been to Canada, uh, at the, in Toronto, they have what they call the CN Tower, CN Tower, I don't know what that stands for, but that's what it is, huge tower, huge tower. And so I guess people just don't get enough adrenaline rushes in life. And so what they do is they harness them up and they walk them out on a cat row, catwalk around the, three feet wide. They harness them up, but that's all right. I, I literally, I said, honey, look at this. And I had to sit down because I was getting weak-kneed watching it on TV. I, I'm serious, a heart attack. These people were up, I don't know, 50 stories, 100 stories, whatever it was, And they're walking around with a little harness just leaning over the edge doing this. (laughs) I don't trust anything that much. These folks put their trust in a little harness and a clip. I'm thinking, that has got to be the most dumbest thing in the whole world. Why would you do that? We don't go to that extreme but we do itty bitty things like that all through life. We put our trust in things that, that really, if we look at it, it's like, wow, why do I put so much confidence in my employer to give me checks that don't bounce? I need to put my trust in him. I need, I, why do I put so much trust in the doctor to prescribe the right medication for the situation I'm in? Uh, I need to put my trust in him. So whatever condition, Whatever situation that you're dealing with, and we're all dealing with something. All each and every one of us, no matter how well we look, how how nice we look, uh, how well we're dressed, we're all dealing with something. Who are you going to trust? Who are you going to trust? Let's pray.